Chicago. Thank you. It's another uh, gorgeous day in the city of Chicago, and I hope it's beautiful where you are. And if it is, get out there and get some weather. It's a little cooler today. The last few days, it was hot as hell. I mean, it was really coming down. And um, it's pretty nice today. It's very, very nice, folks. And um, get out there and enjoy it if you can. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Another day. <laughs> we used to say another day, another dollar, another day, another dime, or whatever. And uh, but anyway, it's a gorgeous day in the city of Chicago. It's, it's late August. I mean, it is just beautiful. 2018 is like almost history. Yeah, the month has gone by so fast. It, I mean, the, the month, the, the year has uh, gone by so fast, and um, it's it's just. Uh, been an awesome summer. I think I think there was sort of a, a late start to summer, or, or was it a late start to uh, spring? But it's beautiful now. It is just gorgeous outside. And you know, if you're capable and you, you're able and you're healthy enough to get out there to you know to to enjoy the nature or enjoy the day or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, a thirty minute walk around the corner or something around your neighborhood. If it's safe to do so, <laughs> you, know, you you don't want to uh, uh, take a walk around the corner and, and get shot. But you know, if it's safe to do so, um, do it. You know, it's beautiful outside this summer. Get away without you enjoying some of it in 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 America. Without uh, without enjoying some of it, uh, it's beautiful. It. I mean, people are. One of the things about summer, especially when the weather is hot, humid, and muggy for so many days, people just come outside. People come out. Your neighbors come out all over the place. They are really loose. <laughs> They're really loose. Everybody's loose. Every, everybody's just dressed like, ah, it's so hot. I don't give a damn how I look. I'm coming out. <laughs> and people are just loose. And, hey, Wow. I'm loose too when I go out there. I mean, I, I, because that's what they're saying. When it's 90 or over 100 degrees, you have to take precautions and dress uh, appropriately. You know, always wear loose clothing, they say, not something tight, but loose. You can't tell some of these women and some of these girls that, though. You know, I mean, they're going to be tight. Uh, anyway, if, um, if, uh, you know, if, 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 if you're able-bodied and you can, get out here and enjoy some of this weather, folks, before it gets away. Winter's coming. It's coming. Uh, actually, fall is coming, but winter will be right behind it, right in front of it, I should say. Um, anyway, get out there and enjoy. The George Wilder Jr. Show is on the, uh, on the air, and I do have a guest today, author Andrew Shuriken, Shuriken if I pronounce his last name uh Correctly, I'm pretty sure I did not. I'm always screwing up somebody's name, but anyway, um, stick around for that. And I'm looking at my computer over here, and it says Donald Trump warns evangelicals of violence if GOP loses in in the midterms. Which the midterms from the date of this show is just about two and a half months away. Yeah, something like that. And Donald Trump. Our president of the United States is calling on Americans to fight Americans. 
Americans to do violence against Americans. I mean, this guy never quits. He never lets up. He It's always something controversial. He should be impeached just for that. Uh, we really don't have to wait on Mueller to uh, conclude his investigation because Donald Trump is just such an asshole and he just keep on being an asshole. So he should be impeached just for saying it should be violence, uh, violence against voters, a violence against Americans, against Americans, or neighbors against neighbors. Uh, he is such an awful person. He is just an awful man. And uh, it's, it's sad to know that our Congress, our Republicans, uh, Congress will not do anything about this criminal. This thug, this traitor, this sex uh, 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 abuser, you know, a traitor, a, a pussy grabber, whatever you can think of calling this guy, he is just pathetic. He's calling on the violence. In other words, Democrats, if Democrats win, uh, it's time for violence targeting Democrats. Nothing like the president turning this country into the Wanda where neighbors kill neighbors. That was a post from one of my Facebook friends and um, she's always on top of it. She is always on top of it. Her name is Linda DeLeon Campbell. And if she's listening to the show and she probably has, (laughs) But she's never been a guest. She's never called on, but she's a Facebook friend, and she's always on top of this Donald Trump thing, you know. And um, she always calling out his in his stupidity, as so many other people are doing on Facebook around the world and the media, calling out Donald Trump for what the fuck he is. This guy, pardon my language, folks. This is a grown-up show. I'm sorry. Pardon my language, folks, but this guy is calling on violence against Democrats, voters, for the midterm midterm uh, elections in two and a half months. If, if he's saying if Republicans lose, lose um, there should be violence. What kind of president, what kind of man, what kind of – I've said it a thousand times. This man hates America, and he proves every single day that he's in office. He hates this country. Calling on violence. Calling on vi- Americans to fight and kill Americans over an election. That he will probably lose. He'll still be in office. It's just that he uh, will have a different Congress to deal with, and he doesn't want that because he's afraid that if the Democrats get get in, they're going to overturn everything that he's done. To they probably will, especially if what he's done is not good for America. And most of the crap he's done is not good for America because he's only doing executive orders. Executive orders can be overturned, overruled. And Donald Trump doesn't want that. He can still be – he may still be in office after the midterms because I don't think Mueller's investigation is going to be done by then. And Mueller may not want to uh, 
indict Trump or subpoena Trump during almost so close to the midterm elections. He may not want to do that because a lot of people are going to say, wow, look at the timing. Uh, look at the timing of this. Look at the timing. You know, so he may not want to uh, uh, do anything about Trump until after the midterms, after the voting is over, so that the Republicans can't say that, well, the timing was bad and all that kind of thing. But as I've said uh, many, many times, and I've said on the show today, Donald Trump has done so many things uh, to this country, uh, calling for violence. Is, is not the first time he's called for violence uh, for Americans to fight or kill Americans. It's not a, uh, that's not the first time. He's done it before. I mean, if you, if you research this and you go back to his rallies, his early rallies uh, during the campaign, that's all he was uh, talking about was violence against Americans, Americans uh, uh, killing Americans, Ameri- Americans uh, uh, assaulting Americans. This is what this guy is about. Now, he can be impeached just for that, but the Republicans are not going to impeach him. Uh, Paul Paul Ryan is such a coward. He was saying the other day that uh, they needed more information. Give me a break. And that's what the world is saying. Give us a break. Man, you're a coward. You're afraid of him. You kiss his ass. He's going to beat your ass if you act like he's going to kick your ass if he's not, if you don't do the right thing. Um, And then they're saying that maybe, maybe they want to wait until Mueller's investigation is concluded before they decide to do anything with Trump. I actually think if Mueller comes back with four or five indictments against Trump or subpoenas or warrants or whatever, against Donald Trump, the Republicans still will not impeach him. It's going to take the Democrats to do something about Donald Trump. And I don't, to this day, folks, I don't even know if the Democrats are going to have the balls to impeach Donald Trump. I really don't, I, I, I really don't know if they're going to have the balls to impeach him. Even after they get uh, uh, the documents uh, from the Justice Department's detailing Donald Trump's crimes. So, folks, unless Donald Trump dropped dead of a heart attack or something, we're going to have him uh, uh, maybe well after the midterms. He will be weakened, but he, he will be president. Uh, that's my thinking on the whole thing, that nothing is going to be done uh to Donald Trump right now because they don't want people around the world to say, wow, this is this. Look at the timing of this. This is right up on the election and they're giving out indictments and, and they're calling uh, this or that for Donald Trump. They're going to wait until after the election. Then they're going to nail Donald Trump on from every single angle, whether the Democrats take over or not, they're going to, uh, uh, nail the Democrats from, from nail the Republicans from every angle, nail and Donald Trump, because the, the Republicans are aiding and abetting Donald Trump. If the grownups in the room uh, are going to do something about this, and the grownups in the room right now are the Democrats, I I really don't think they have the balls to do anything. 
some of these Democrats, some of these politicians, and you know, they're just waiting for the blue wave to just uh, sweep them into office. And then once they're swept into office, who knows? They might turn out to be just like the Republicans. And I say this again, folks. I am not a Democrat. I am not a Republican. I am an independent. I'm a proud independent. The more I look at these two groups, I tell myself, wow, I'm an independent because I criticize both parties. You know, uh, uh, there should be a a party of independents, too. I mean, you know, uh, alongside Republicans and Democrats, there should be also a third party maybe called the independents. The independents is what I think uh, that it should be. But anyway, I'm still looking at this thing on on the computer where it says Donald Trump warns evangelicals. So he goes to church and starts to pray and hoping like hell the Democrats lose the midterms. Donald Trump is sick. This is a sick guy. I mean, he has a mental condition. And I, I believe it, I believe he knows it, and I think his family knows it, and I know the Republicans in, in uh, Congress knows it. So they have to keep they want to, they, they're not going to impeach Donald Trump because they need Donald Trump to sit Brett Kavanaugh onto the Supreme Court. Now, if they try to impeach Donald Trump before then, then they will be screwed up. And plus they want to wait until uh, uh, Mueller includes his investigation. The same thing the Democrats want to do. They want to wait until Mueller. Uh, that that's all fine and dandy, but Trump has done so many things since then, where um, Mueller's investigation is just you know minor. I mean, he has con- excuse me, he has colluded with Russia. I mean, he has. Uh, he's traitorous. <laughs> he's a traitor. He doesn't like. Uh, he doesn't like the United States. He's doing everything he can to try to wreck it, and uh, he doesn't want Democrats to try to bring it back. Uh, he's out there like a madman at some of these uh, rallies of his and and speaking. Donald Trump loves attention. He loves attention. He loves being on television. He loves talking. He loves tweeting. He loves seeing you react to what he says. He loves seeing it. Seeing you react to what he's written or, or, or his behavior. He loves that. He thrives on that. And that's why I keep telling the media to stop covering Donald Trump. That's hard, though. That's, that's really their call. But some outlets, I believe, like MSNBC, have stopped covering Donald Trump. But CNN and, and uh, places like that, New York Times or, and the Washington Post, that, these outlets, these media outlets continue to cover him. Why? Because he's president of the United States. What he says, they write about. And there's always that opinion or the pundits who are going to analyze this, uh, uh, whatever comes out of his mouth, piece by piece by piece. And as we all know by now, we all know what this man is about. We all know what Donald Trump is about. And you know, uh, it's just sad that he's inciting violence. Excuse me. It's just sad that he he is inciting violence uh, onto the upcoming midterm elections. And I'm a little bit somber, somber because this 
is just awful, awful. Getting Americans to fight Americans, to hate Americans, getting Americans to hate each other. Wow. Dividing America up in pieces, slices. You know, it's just, it's awful that we have this man. And do you know what? Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence, I believe I said this on the uh, yesterday on the show, to be president of the United States. I'm telling you, he's prepping. He knows that Donald Trump will be out of there. He knows that Donald Trump is going down. He knows it. Mike Pence is prepping to be president of the United States. I'm pretty sure that he probably was visited by some presidential aides or some presidential, uh, some government aides, excuse me, some government aides, uh, government personnel telling him to get ready to be president. This is probably why we haven't seen or heard nothing from Mike Pence. And in some cases, uh, this has been reported that Donald Trump, not Donald Trump, I'm sorry, I'm, I talk, talk about Trump so much, I, I mention his name when I don't intend to mention his name. But anyway, Vice President Mike Pence is prepping to be president of the United States. President, not, I'm pretty sure he doesn't like being vice president because I do think the reason why we don't see a lot of uh, Mike Pence, we don't hear a lot of Mike Pence, because Trump doesn't want him around. Trump doesn't want Mike Pence stealing his thunder, stealing the camera, the glow, the spotlight. Donald Trump doesn't want Mike Pence doing that. And Mike Pence knows it. This is why he's he is the most unavailable out of sight vice president that I've ever seen in my entire life of, of talking about and being a part of, uh, of government politics, talking about it. He's the most, he, you, you don't see him because Donald Trump doesn't want him there. He, Donald Trump doesn't want Mike Pence in the spotlight. And Mike Pence knows that he may be angered by that. You don't see Mike Pence giving any speeches, not any relevant speeches anyway. You don't see him uh, in the media as much as you see Donald Trump. Because if Mike Pence was available and, and ready and, and could be contacted, there's no doubt about it. Uh, 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 the media would be all over him. The media would be all over Mike Pence. But believe me, folks, this guy is prepping to be president of the United States. I'm pretty sure that he's been visited by government personnel telling him to get ready to be president because Donald Trump is going down. Uh, uh, this has got to be true. It has been reported to. It's just not. It's it's just not being mentioned on the. Not it's just not being only mentioned on this show, it's been reported that he is prepping to be president. 
And uh, a lot of people have said, oh, no, 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 we don't want Mike Pence. He's worse than Donald Trump. And I always tell people, hey, wow, we, we uh, deal with Trump. And then if Mike Pence becomes president, then we deal with Donald. Then we deal with Mike Pence. We have to take it one at a time. You know, people are, I mean, people are saying, you know, well, he's worse than Trump. How could anybody be worse than Trump is, is the question I'm asking. How can anybody? <laughs> All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Journey Show. And uh, I've basically been talking about, if you're just tuning in, I've just been talking about Donald Trump warns the evangelicals of violence if GOP loses in the midterms. Uh, basically, I'm talking about Donald Trump wanting violence uh, 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 during the upcoming midterms. He's warning it. He's egging on violence. And it's, 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 it's sad that he's pitting Americans against Americans. That, um, I mean, he's nothing but a bully. What can I say? All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. Folks, it's a great day outside. Make sure you get out there and enjoy it. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. I know what, what I'm going to do after the show is over. <laughs> it is beautiful. Remember I said this uh, summer, this is the last leg of summer, so get out there and enjoy it. Winter's coming, um, and we know how that's going to be. So if, especially if you're a senior or you're older or whatever, Get out there and enjoy the weather. Get out there and enjoy nature. Get some exercise. Get the blood boiling. <laughs> uh, you'll live longer, at least a little bit more. All right. Uh, we'll be right back, folks. Uh, we'll be right back. Oh, are we back? <laughs> that was quick. That was totally quick. We're going to take a um, – I got a clip here on George Carlin. I think he is just awesome with this with this clip here. Okay, it's 626, folks, p.m. Chicago time. And, um, yeah, I've got, I've got that George Carlin clip somewhere. I'm going to probably play it a little later on in the day. Uh, during the show, actually, during the show, we're going to play it on a little bit on during the day. We're going to take a little slight break here if I can find a clip that I want to click on. Yeah, here it is. We're going to we'll be right back. Give us about a minute or so, folks, and we will be right back.
<laughs> we're back. No, that is not my little kid. I wish, I wish, I wish. All right, welcome back to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It is such a beautiful day in the city of Chicago. I hope wherever you are in the world that you are having a great time, a beautiful time, a wonderful time. Ah, it's so beautiful. Okay, you're on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Go right ahead. Yeah, Andrew Shatkin here, Mr. Wilder. We had a 6.30 interview. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay, That's why I, I thought you, you might have forgot or been busy. No, you know? no. I, 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 we write this stuff down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we catalog this stuff. We write it down. We catalog it. You got it all in order, huh? All in order. Try to, man. Try to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you're like so many other people who guests I have on the show. George, did you forget? I'm your right. No, 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 no. Because I sometimes I book the people so far in advance. That, yeah. You know, you know. So uh yeah, yeah. Um you you you're the author of five books, right? I am. Yeah. So give my audience Yeah, yeah. Give my voice uh yeah. Give my audience a little bit of your bio and then tell us about your work. Okay. My name is Andrew Shatkin. I have a law degree. I have two international law certificates from Holland and France, and I also have a master's degree in biblical languages, Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. I've written five books. Three, I have to say, and I don't think I need to really apologize for it, or, or, or but I am. I, I hold Christian convictions uh, based on the what I think is the biblical worldview. Three of my books are Christian books, essays on the Christian worldview, essays on faith, culture, politics, and philosophy, and a recent book on the parables. I'm writing uh, four more books, one on the Psalms, one on the miracles in the Bible, and one on the sayings of Christ, as well as another law book. Uh, I presently uh, run a podcast show. Yes. I have yes. people, as Mr. Wilder does, uh, people <laughs> that express their views. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, uh, you've got you've written all this stuff. So you must it really really do enjoy writing, and you really I do. do. In, you really do try to inspire people with uh, y- with your uh, uh, Christian views. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think uh, it's true. Uh, of course, let me let yeah. me say, George. Let me say this. I don't feel I w- in, on my show, and I'm just, I welcome all views. I mean, yeah, I'm not exactly. ready because people disagree with me. I, I mean, I listen to them, I weigh it, I consider it, I don't reject it. Yeah. There's room for all kinds of views, no? The same here with my show. I mean, I don't uh, uh, judge people if I invite them on the show, if I ask them, if I book them, because most of the time I know what they're going to be talking about. But sometimes you may get a caller here or there, and I've gotten a lot of calls uh, disagreeing with just about everything I've said, but they like listening really? to the show. You got? Did you let me? I heard you talking about you uh, opposed President Trump. Did you get calls in favor of President Trump? No, 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 no. Most of the calls I get and the response I get are 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 are, are uh, against President they agree with Trump. Then uh, I may get a call. Who once in a while I get a call uh, from a Trump supporter. Right. You know. And these people will get on the show and say something nasty, and I cut them right off, you know. So. Right. <laughs> well, do you get, like, I mean, uh, do you get calls, say, from people that are say, atheists that want to present 
their atheist beliefs. Do you get calls? Yeah, I do. You do. Yeah, I've had I've had atheists on the show. So yeah. And uh, how did you feel about that? I I didn't feel anything. I'm like you. I mean, uh, people people believe what they believe, and they do. Uh, sometimes. You, they they believe what they believe, and sometimes when they come on the show, you may not share the same beliefs, but you do respect their 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 uh, courage to come on and talk about it. The only thing is where I draw the line is, George, and I'm sure you do also, I don't like people that present views that, frankly, are against the law. I mean, you know, I don't feel that the I would want to really, you know, have that person express Law-breaking. Oh, no, 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 I don't, no. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't want anybody on here talking who's a racist or who has yeah. who dislikes other groups or people. Yeah, they could be yeah. gay people. They don't like. Well, I mean, uh, there are people that entertain those prejudices. It's a fact. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I accept. Like, I'm like you. I accept all views, but I may not uh, disagree with. If you come on the show being respectful. You know, uh, even if I may not agree with you, and you may say something outrageous, but you, uh, if you're respectful and and you're respectful to the listeners, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm I might just you know let you uh, uh-huh. uh, talk talk about whatever you're going to be talking about. But anyway, uh, Andrew, can you talk about your books? My books, um, uh, yeah. uh, uh, they are, um, I think they have value. For example, um. Uh-huh. Although people may disagree with this, and I say disagreement is fine for me. Yeah, I have no problem with it. Uh, for example, I am against, I am pro-life. I'm against abortion. Let me tell you the reason. Uh, abortion for me is is killing someone, and um, uh, I value people from their from their beginnings to their end. And just because they're old and dying doesn't mean that I lack respect for them or concern. Uh, and that's why, so it has uh, been transformed, and you might say, although I draw the line at this point, I don't think you can force a woman to have a baby. That I don't agree. I don't think the issue can be forced. I think it's better that the the baby lives. I think it's better for all of us. I mean, uh, because we want, we want people who are going to contribute to society, or who are going to be, for example, let me give you an example, George. I mean, first, suppose that, that many people would say, well, what is the use of some kind of mentally challenged person who's brain damaged and uh, this kind of thing? Well, George, have you ever met those people? People who are uh, like, uh, you know, who are, are, are somewhat um, damaged as persons from birth? Mentally challenged, um, best word? Family They're challenged? They're very nice people. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I I have a son who's kind of a challenge. So, uh, so uh, do you feel that because he's challenged that you don't love him and respect him? No, I think he's one of the brightest guys in the world. <laughs> he's in college right now, but right. you know, he, I think he's one of the brightest guys in the world. No, I'm, I don't discriminate against someone because they're challenged or they have a disability or something like that. No, 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 no. I would never do that because uh, some of these people are some of the brightest people in the world. Some of these people are the greatest friends you could ever have. They are. They really are. There's no question mm-hmm. about it. Also, mm-hmm. I see that the issue for abortion is 
that kind of, should you want a society which doesn't want that person around? A woman who says, well, I don't want to have some kind of mentally challenged kid that i got to get stuck with the rest of my life. I'll have an abortion. What do you think of that? Uh, I... <laughs> I can tell you run a podcast because you're asking me the questions. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. What do you okay. think about this? Uh, let me. What do you think about this Catholic uh, uh, um, debacle? The Catholic Church and and the uh, priests that are have been gone to jail for uh, you know uh, for molesting right. children. Hmm. It's very hard. See, George, uh, the problem with these kind of accusations, I have a law degree, you know. You think it's an accusation, okay. Uh, well, I didn't say it's an accusation. I'm saying that um, take the example of um, who's that, uh, the comedian that um, they said uh, he, he um, drug women and they, um, you know, he violated them, uh, went yeah. to trial. Uh, I don't know. I get his I name at the moment. Yeah. Um, well, I say this kind of accusation about these kind of actions. Let me put it this way. They're very easily made. A woman will, will say she's alone with a guy in some hotel room, say he, he raped me, he uh, molested me. I'm not saying he did or he didn't. I don't know. Maybe he did. But the accusation is very easily made. And by the same token, a, a Catholic, I don't know whether they did this, maybe they did. I, I have no idea, you know. I don't know who does anything, to tell you the truth, uh, George. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know well, who does what. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I thought it was appalling when I first heard it. Three, over 300 priests, and now they're after the Pope, wanting him to resign because they're feeling that he and a lot of other uh, um, uh, deacons or under him or right. you know uh, push this stuff under the rug or stuff like that and you got so many people now exiting the the, Christ, the Catholic Church and uh, you know that's a problem I would think it is and and I'm uh, you know I'm not happy about it that a person would do yeah. that take advantage yeah. of a young person like that and uh, yeah we just had someone we just had a, a art Diocese here, uh, priest was relieved of duties because of uh, sexual contact with a boy, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, and the, the attorney general she uh, wants to hold state uh, uh, to be in uh, all the Catholic churches or archdiocese around here to be investigated for priest wrongdoing. So it, it's it's awful. Uh, well. Uh, the only thing I say this, I'm not saying that, that it should happen and that it shouldn't be, the person mm-hmm. shouldn't be prosecuted. Um, all I can say is that with personal law degree, I say this much, people say things about other people. You know that. Yeah. They yeah. say all kinds yeah, of exactly. things about people. They yeah. really do. And yeah. I think, uh, now, you, I mean, I don't know, I mean, take the example of uh, the person I mentioned, he went to trial, he... Uh, about 25 women came up and said he uh, he molested them. Uh, I mean, um, uh, first well, of all, some of these people come up. It happened 30 years ago, well, 35 years I, ago. Then they come out of the woodwork. I agree with you. I, I think when uh, 35 women accusing some guy of 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 raping them, and 
you know that probably half those women or one third of those women are probably lying. You know. Well, they want money. Right, it's, money, money, and attention. <laughs> maybe, yeah, this is the only chance they'll get attention. Uh, yeah. But also, you know, look, George, let me put this way. I want to be honest about it. I'm a pretty straightforward person. I think you are, too. Uh, um, takes two to tango. Right? I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the woman says she goes up to some guy's hotel room. She, she's at the Playboy Mansion, and this kind of thing happens. I mean, so uh, what is to be said? Uh, is he is he raping her? Is he drugging her? She it was a consensual action. Maybe it was consensual. No. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, uh, it could. I'm I'm not trying to um, to demagogue anyone because sometimes these things do happen. Sometimes men are at fault. Uh, but I'm just saying, when so many women are coming coming out and blaming one guy of doing so much, you know, they may, you know, a lot of it's not true. Then um, some of it probably is true. Some of it. So I, I yes, a you know, I, I'm. That's right. Yeah, some of it, not all like, of it. Now you remember the accusations made against President Clinton that yeah. he it started there was one def, definite person Monica Lewinsky who apparently he did something with oral sex or something and but then a whole they always were saying about him a whole host of women were always coming out of the woodwork saying things about this man now um nobody really proved anything about those people i mean so mm-hmm. i'm saying a, a lot of times people come out as you say, for various reasons. But Clinton, I don't think I don't think Bill Clinton denied any of it. <laughs> I don't think well, he, he did. He did some of it, but he didn't do all of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's the problem, George. I have with this accusation. Also, yeah. To me, unless there's kind of facts or evidence, you can say things about people. People say things about me. People probably say things about you. But you yeah, got to prove it. Yeah. There's got to be some yeah, facts. You have to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Andrew, um I was I I got to get my thought here together. How are okay. people reacting? How are people reacting to your or your your latest book? Uh a lot of people liked it actually. Okay. It expresses first of all the book is not just like um conservative Christian. It can't, it's a lot of things in the book. Like I say in the book that um, socialism may be a better system than capitalism because I say capitalism is based on greed and getting money mm-hmm. and re- mm-hmm. results in class structures of people of the people who have the money have a huge better chance in our system than the people who don't. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Right. How do you feel about that? I mean, seriously, I'm very. I, I really think that's terrible. <laughs> that because a person lacks funds, they should be excluded. From opportunity. So are are all of your books along this line? Well, you that's just a political. I said that was one position yeah, I took. Yeah, okay. yeah mm-hmm. some of them mm-hmm. they present theological yeah. issues, but they also okay. present political issues. Like I said. Okay. Okay. And uh, what kind of uh, um, ratings have they gotten from people? Uh, you know, a lot of places. A lot of places. Mm-hmm. 
the book, my latest book, is presently being reviewed in a okay. in a black college in Alabama. Wow, Faulkner okay. University. It's presently I've getting heard reviewed. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they uh, it also was ordered for classes in a a theological school in England. And many, wow. many, many, many places have bought these books. Three Protestant wow. theological institutions in Holland uh-huh. bought one of the books. Uh, okay, the I want to say congratulations. Well, yeah, <laughs> look, anybody who writes something, somebody reads it, they could be happy about it, you know. Yeah, I'm a writer myself, but, you know, I don't. Uh... <laughs> I'd like to know about it. What, tell me about what you've written. I want to know it. Uh, basically, fiction. I'm doing right now. Basically fiction. I like to write stories. I've I've won many awards for writing short stories really? and novels. That's fantastic. Yeah. Would you would and, you tell me? Uh, would you email me uh, the, about those books and those awards? I, I want to read those books. Oh, it's right. It's there on it's there on Amazon. But what I'm working on now is I'm working. Believe it or not, I'm writing a political book right now. And oh, yeah? uh, yep, yeah, I'm writing about. Donald Trump. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I I think, I mean, I love America. I think this is a great country. I just don't mm-hmm. like to see it in the hands of somebody who mm-hmm. is trying to take it down. You right. Know? And uh, I I tried not to write anything political about this. I try not to. I'm I tried to Go ahead. I tried to stay. <laughs> I tried to stay mute on this. But I just couldn't. I, uh-huh. you know, I mean, because my show is basically about making the world a better place. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, since Donald Trump has took over, taken over, it it has uh-huh. gone down, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. And and uh, so I started this book uh, around, I think, about four or five months ago, and I'm doing pretty good at, at it. Uh-huh. You know? And. Um, you know, it, it's 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 just something I just felt I was compelled to write. Well, I got to read it. Yeah. I mean, I dev- I'd love to read it. Yeah, it, it'll uh, it will not be published until next until after the midterms after the okay. You know, well, I probably definitely want to get a hold of it. Probably next year, 2019, because I get, I have so much stuff up there on Amazon mm-hmm. right now for 2018. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh-huh. save these writings that I have mm-hmm. for now mm-hmm. for 2019. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I, I just love to write. I, I love to write, and what, what, I, really? what I like well, about we have a lot in common, you know. I do love to write, and I do I do most fiction. I love fiction because I just love making stuff up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's great when you're making stuff up. You can. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not just saying making stuff up just for the sake of making stuff up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm saying put it in a context text where it's believable right and uh yeah put it in context where it's believable and when people read it they will read it as not fiction but it's probably a story as believable as 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 i can make it right and uh i do fiction i do short stories i do Uh i've done i've done an autobiography uh, you know so fantastic I, i gotta get all these things (laughs) <laughs> no. I'll go on Amazon and check them out. Yeah, just just check them out. I definitely want to. I, 
Yeah, I'm working on stuff right now as we speak, you know, for 2019. Mm-hmm. I love writing, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm mm-hmm. also a musician. I'm also an activist. I'm also... You are? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's so, fantastic, George. Yeah, I mean, you got to find something to keep yourself busy. <laughs> well, you know, uh, let me... I want to throw this in front of you, because I know people have different views about pro-life yeah. and abortion, but yeah. isn't it a fact that the vast number of abortions are on black children? I would think so. I would so, think so. I'm like you. I'm pro-life. I mean, I... Well, you are pro-life. I'm, yeah, I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life. Hmm? Yeah, that's, I am so too. That's I mean, one I'm, of my reasons for being pro-life. I don't think that because a person is black or Hispanic, their life is less worth less than anybody else. Same here. I think the same way. You know, so you know, I, uh, that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons I'm pro-life. Because to right. me, a person, I define a person individually, and as a person, not by their race, not by their national origin, not by any other factor. Just a person. Yeah, it's a person, right? Yeah, that's the way I see it too. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't discriminate against anybody because of what they are, or where they've been born, or right. what color they are. I mean, a person is a person is a person is a person, um, a right. living being, a human right. being. That's right. You know, so, you know. What do you feel? Do you feel there's a? Uh, I mean, how do you, do you feel there is a certain amount of prejudice against the gay community? A certain amount of prejudice against. I do now. I do now with the Trump administration. You know, before uh, they. I mean, with the Obama administration. You know, mm-hmm. you. Uh, mm-hmm. You. This was more becoming acceptable. Mm. But with the Trump administration, it's uh-huh. back out there again, and you're having all uh-huh. of these. You know, uh-huh. uh, 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 I mean, uh, assaults against the. The, the LBGQ community and all that stuff, right. you know, it's, it, you know, so um, I think it, I think they are in danger of, uh, uh, of a lot of uh, things that could go wrong with the Trump administration, especially if Trump sits this Brett Kavanaugh uh, mm-hmm. on, onto the Supreme Court, a lot of the right. gay rights will be nullified from, from what I've been hearing. Right. So a lot of the marriages that are uh, going on that are are now they will be uh, nullified by the Supreme Court. Right. Uh, this is what that I've been hearing happen. and reading. Yes, it, could, it could happen. Although personally, I'm, I, yeah. I, I think I, I have a person. To me, a person has a right to. If they're gay. They have a absolute. It's legal. It's not illegal. And I have I have no well, no choose to discriminate against them in that respect. Because it's a legal thing that they're doing. It's just one, you know, it's a it's a quality that they have and possess. But I'm sure they have many other fine qualities as persons. But for me as a Christian, I have to say that I, I don't think I would endorse gay marriage. I don't think I would, no. Personally. Not as a legal matter, no. I'm not going to oppose the law. But as a personal, uh, moral matter, I I'm not terribly in favor of it. Well, I'm not terribly in favor of gay marriage either, but I know I can't do anything to stop it. So if I have a couple of friends who are um, uh, who are married and they're gay, then I just have to accept it, you know. So well, you have you to know, accept I mean, it. 
Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, when you see two guys walking down the street kissing and holding hands, well, that's a, you know, what do you do? Well, so I, I don't think it's good. Uh, I, have, I have heard people, teachers in school tell me that it's like the textbooks represent these, you know, they have a right to do it. It's legal, as I said, these relationships. You know? Yeah. These marriages. I really don't think it's good for children to be told that. Yeah. Author Andrew, (laughs) say your last name. Jackson. (laughs) Jackson is on the George Wilder Jr. Show, and we're having a lot of fun here talking, folks. Uh, The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Andrew, um, where can we find your books? Where can can we? You can find my books on Amazon. You can find it on BNN.com. You can uh-huh. find it in Amazon, BNN.com, and uh, uh, just about any place where you want a book, you can get it. All right. Do you have a website people can go to? Yes, I have Maybe a website. And by okay. the way, George, I really enjoyed our conversation. I thought it was okay. very stimulating. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> I thought you had a lot of views that were – I was a little, as a matter of fact, I really thought we had a lot in common. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, um, my, I have two websites, Shatkin, S-C-H-A-T.com. You find all my books listed, and shatkinshow.com, okay. where you find my books and podcasts and blogs. All right, Andrew, I want to thank you for being on the show. Maybe we can talk again. I'd love to, George. Uh, like I say, uh, the main thing is that, um, you know, uh, we're all uh, just people um, yeah. trying to get through life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, take <Yeah>. care. <laughs> all right, bye-bye. Andrew Shatkin on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Folks, that was an stimulating conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you totally enjoyed it. Let's see if we can take a musical break right here, folks. And we will be right back if we can find it. Can we find it? The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air.
All I wanted was a much-deserved promotion, and he told me to get up on the desk and spread them. All the men in my office wrote down on a piece of paper the sexual favors that I could do for them. All I had asked for was an office with a window. I asked for his advice about how I could get a bill out of committee. He asked me if I brought my knee pads. Those are just a few of the horrific stories that I heard from women over the last year as I've been investigating workplace sexual harassment. And what I found out is that it's an epidemic across the world. It's a horrifying reality for millions of women when all they want to do every day is go to work. Sexual harassment doesn't discriminate. You can wear a skirt, hospital scrubs, army fatigues. You can be young or old, married or single, black or white. You can be a Republican, a Democrat, or an Independent. I heard from so many women, police officers, members of our military, financial assistants, actors, engineers, lawyers, bankers, accountants, teachers, journalists. Sexual harassment, it turns out, is not about sex. It's about power and about what somebody does to you to try and take away your power. And I'm here today to encourage you to know that you can take that power back. On July 6, 2016, I jumped off a cliff all by myself. It was the scariest moment of my life, an excruciating choice to make. I fell into an abyss all alone, not knowing what would be below. But then, something miraculous started to happen. Thousands of women started reaching out to me to share their own stories of pain and agony and shame. They told me that I became their voice. They were voiceless. And suddenly I realized that even in the 21st century, every woman still has a story. Like Joyce, a flight attendant supervisor, whose boss in meetings every day would tell her about the porn that he'd watched the night before while drawing penises on his notepad. She went to complain. She was called crazy and fired. Like Joanne, Wall Street banker. Her male colleagues would call her that vile C-word every day. She complained, labeled a troublemaker, never to do another Wall Street deal again. Like Elizabeth, an army officer. Her male subordinates, would wave one-dollar bills in her face and say, dance for me. And when she went to complain to a major, he said, what, only one dollar? You're worth at least five or ten. After reading, replying to all, and crying over all of these emails, I realized I had so much work to do. Here are the startling facts. One in three women that we know of have been sexually harassed in the workplace. 71% of those incidences never get reported. Why? Because when women come forward, 
They're still called liars and troublemakers and demeaned and trashed and demoted and blacklisted and fired. Reporting sexual harassment can be, in many cases, career-ending. Of all the women that reached out to me, almost none are still today working in their chosen profession, and that is outrageous. I, too, was silent in the beginning. It happened to me at the end of my year as Miss America, when I was meeting with a very high-ranking TV executive in New York City. I thought he was helping me throughout the day, making a lot of phone calls. We went to dinner, and in the backseat of a car, he suddenly lunged on top of me and stuck his tongue down my throat. I didn't realize that to get into the business, silly me, he also intended to get into my pants. And just a week later, when I was in Los Angeles meeting with a high-ranking publicist, it happened again, again in a car, and he took my neck in his hand and he shoved my head so hard into his crotch I couldn't breathe. These are the events that suck the life out of all of your self-confidence. These are the events that until recently, I didn't even call assault. And this is why we have so much work to do. After my year as Miss America, I continued to meet a lot of well-known people, including Donald Trump. When this picture was taken in 1988, nobody could have ever predicted where we'd be today. <laughs> Me, fighting to end sexual harassment in the workplace. He, President of the United States, in spite of it. And shortly thereafter, I got my first gig in television news in Richmond, Virginia. Check out that confident smile with the bright pink jacket. Not so much the hair. I was working so hard to prove that blondes have a lot of brains. But ironically, one of the first stories I covered was the Anita Hill hearings in Washington, D.C. And shortly thereafter, I too was sexually harassed in the workplace. I was covering the story in rural Virginia, And when we got back into the car, my cameraman started saying to me, wondering how much I had enjoyed when he touched my breasts when he put the microphone on me, and it went downhill from there. I was bracing myself against the passenger door. This was before cell phones. I was petrified. I actually envisioned myself rolling outside of that door as the car was going 50 miles per hour, like I'd seen in the movies, and wondering how much it would hurt. When the story about Harvey Weinstein came to light, one of the most well-known movie moguls in all of Hollywood, the allegations were horrific. But so many women came forward, and it made me realize what I had done meant something. He had such a lame excuse. He said he was a product of the 60s and 70s, and that that was the culture then. Yeah. That was the culture then, and unfortunately, it still is. Why? Because of all the myths that are still associated with sexual harassment. Women should just take another job and find another career. 
Yeah, right. Tell that to the single mom working two jobs, trying to make ends meet, who's also being sexually harassed. Women, they bring it on themselves by the clothes that we wear and the makeup that we put on. Yeah, I guess those hoodies that Uber engineers wear in Silicon Valley are just so provocative. <laughs> Women make it up. Yeah, because it's so fun and rewarding to be demeaned and taken down. I would know. Women bring these claims because they want to be famous and rich. Our own president said that. I bet Taylor Swift. One of the most well-known and richest singers in the world didn't need more money or fame when she came forward with her groping case for one dollar, and I'm so glad she did. Breaking news: the untold story about women and sexual harassment in the workplace. Women just want a safe, welcoming, and harass-free environment. That's it. So how do we go about getting our power back? I have three solutions. Number one, we need to turn bystanders and enablers into allies. Ninety-eight percent of United States corporations right now have sexual harassment training policies. Seventy percent have prevention programs. But still, overwhelmingly, bystanders and witnesses don't come forward. In 2016, the Harvard Business Review. Called it the bystander effect, and yet remember 9/11. Millions of times we've heard, if you see something, say something. Imagine how impactful that would be if we carried that through to bystanders in the workplace regarding sexual harassment, to recognize and interrupt these incidences, to confront the perpetrators to their face. To help and protect the victims. This is my shout out to men. We need you in this fight, and to women too, enablers, to allies. Number two, change the laws. How many of you out there know whether or not you have a forced arbitration clause in your employment contract? Not a lot of hands, and if you don't know, you should. And here's why. Time magazine calls it right there on the screen the teeny tiny little print in contracts that keeps sexual harassment claims unheard. Here's what it is: forced arbitration takes away your Seventh Amendment right to an open jury process. It's secret. You don't get the same witnesses or depositions. In many cases, the company picks the arbitrator for you. There are no appeals, and only 20% of the time does the employee win. But again, it's secret, so nobody ever knows what happened to you. This is why I've been working so diligently on Capitol Hill in Washington D.C. to change the laws. And here's what I tell the senators: Sexual harassment is apolitical. Before somebody harasses you, they don't ask you if you're a Republican or Democrat first. They just do it. And this is why we should all care. Number three: Be fierce. It starts when we stand tall. And we build that self-confidence, and we stand up, and we speak up, and we tell the world what happened to us. 
I know it's scary, but let's do it for our kids. Let's stop this for the next generations. I know that I did it for my children. They were paramount in my decision-making about whether or not I would come forward. My beautiful children, my 12-year-old son, Christian, my 14-year-old daughter, Kaya, and boy, did I underestimate them. The first day of school last year happened to be the day my resolution was announced, and I was so anxious about what they would face. And my daughter came home from school, and she said, Mommy, so many people asked me what happened to you over the summer. And then she looked at me in the eyes, and she said, And Mommy, I was so proud to say that you were my mom. And two weeks later, when she finally found the courage to stand up to two kids who'd been making her life miserable, she came home to me and she said, Mommy, I found the courage to do it because I saw you do it. You see, giving the gift of courage is contagious. And I hope that my journey has inspired you. Because right now, it's the tipping point. We are watching history happen. More and more women are coming forward and saying, enough is enough. Here's my one last plea to companies. Let's hire back all those women whose careers were lost because of some random jerk. Because here's what I know about women. We will no longer be underestimated, intimidated, or set back. We will not be silenced by the ways of the establishment or the relics of the past, no. We will stand up and speak up and have our voices heard. We will be the women we were meant to be and above all, we will always be fierce. Thank you. Thank you.
it's got to be. That's got to be fake news. I mean, it's got to be higher than that, if you know what I'm talking about. I hope this guy doesn't come. Okay. It's got to be fake news. Trump is Trump. Uh, 41% of the American people are saying that Trump is the worst president ever. 41% of, of Americans are saying that. It should be more like 81%. So 91% of Americans are saying that. This is fake news. And so many people are buying this. This is not good. 41% means that it's 60, 59%. He's not the uh, worst president ever. And <laughs> one poster is calling Donald Trump the um, the um, Roger Dangerfield of of presidents. I, I actually think Roger Dangerfield was a lot. The late Roger Dangerfield was a lot funnier than this this clown. This guy's pathetic, calling for violence, violence. During the midterm elections, if Republicans loses, that's just unpresidential. That's um, that's impeachment uh, at his worst, at his best. The guy keeps doing things that are impeachable, and our Congress does nothing. Remember, uh, as of now, Republicans control. The House, the House of Representatives, the the United States Senate, um, the Supreme Court, and the majority of so far as of now, it could be different come midterms. But as of now, Republicans control all just about all the governorships around America. And I keep pulling out my hair, even though I don't have any. And saying, how in the hell did this happen? How did we get all these Republicans, especially down in the southern states here, down in the southern states, Alabama, Mississippi, Tallahassee, Florida, you name it, Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas. How the hell did we get all? And majority of these southern states are African-American. Georgia uh, 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 are African-American. And it comes back to me. And then it comes to me before it comes back to me. African-Americans, the reason why all these governors, these southern governors, white governors, uh, Republican governors, the reason why they are in all of these state houses and they're just fucking up their states. The reason why we have them is because people did not vote. People did not vote. Uh, this is why we have we have all these Republicans. African Americans did not vote. Even Trump knows this. They did not vote. Four years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, they did not vote. Um, and I, I remember coming out of the polling place. I think it was last year. And this young lady was asked. If she voted. And she said proudly. I mean she was. Maybe 19 or 20. She said proudly. Very proudly and astute. That she didn't vote. As if not voting. Was some sort of a. 
perfect stance that she was taking. Not voting was something great. I didn't vote. No, I didn't vote. Hi, did you vote? No, I didn't vote. I mean, and a lot of people are like that. You ask them, did they vote? No, I didn't vote. It ain't going to happen. No, I did not vote. As if they're doing something by not voting. As if they're doing something without doing anything. People are out there. Did you vote? No, I didn't vote. And <laughs> if somebody responds like that, you say, all right, and you move on. Okay, you didn't vote. Okay, all right. Uh, but that's the reason why we have so many governorships, Republican governors, white uh, people. Uh, and I'm not racist, but I but right white right now white people are destroying America, starting with the head racist Donald Trump, and I behoove people in those states to start voting in Atlanta, Montgomery, uh, Atlanta, Mississippi. Um, uh, Arkansas, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas, Florida, uh, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, all of these southern states, New Mexico, Arizona, all of these uh, states, except for Arizona is a Republican state, but it might go blue from what I'm, what I, what I'm understanding. But people have to get out here and vote. This is why we have – this is why the country is, is in the mess it in, the mess that it is in, excuse me, because people did not vote. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of more proud people going to be proud standing up saying, I didn't vote. No way. And then when you don't vote, uh, they're they going to take away all of your happiness. They're going to take away everything. They don't care if you drop dead. They're going to take away your food stamp, your Social Security, your Medicaid, your Medicare, your job. They don't care. Because you didn't vote. You must, must vote. All right, the George Wilder Jr. show is just about off the air, and I'm pleading with people, vote, 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 and vote blue. Vote, and if you ever voted Republican, and if you... (laughs) Excuse me, I can't even say it. And if you ever voted Republican, do not do it again. And if you never voted Republican, don't even think about voting Republican. <laughs> um, you know, so the, I'm hearing that the Republicans are really, really scared that they're going to get their asses handed to them in the midterms. But we have to be cautious. We cannot be complacent because uh, – Russia, my understanding, could play a part in turning this election back in the control of Republicans. I bite my tongue when I say that. People get out there and vote. There's going to be voter suppression. Republicans in some Republican states are going to try to gerrymander. That means they're going to try to reshape districts in order for them to win which is against the law, if not the constitutional law. However, if, 
if people get out there and vote like there's no tomorrow, no matter how much shenanigans that uh, will go on in the midterms, the Republicans cannot win. We have to get this. We may not be able to get Trump out during the midterms, but we can lessen his power and his control. The Democrats can just turn that shit around that he tries to. And that's one of the things Trump is afraid to do. He's, he's afraid, and he keeps saying everywhere he goes that when the Democrats win the House or maybe the Senate or both, that they're going to reverse everything that he has done. Hell, we hope so, because all he's done is destroy America. All he's done is up in everything that Obama has done. We hope that the Republicans or the Democrats do this. We don't need Nancy Pelosi, but she may become may become the Speaker of the House again, and she doesn't want to see Donald Trump impeached. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, she doesn't. Senator Elizabeth Warren, she doesn't want to see Donald Trump impeached. The rest of us do. And with this 40 percent of, of Americans saying that Trump is the worst president ever, I think it's a lot higher than that. You just have to watch the fake. You have to watch the fake news, even the fake news that appear on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. So uh, as I was talking to uh, Andrew uh, about uh, uh, Lisa Lisa Madigan uh, launching an investigation on all uh, 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 churches, not just Catholic churches, but maybe Baptist or Protestant, uh, all of these uh, religions that probably – have some sort of uh, crime going on that haven't been caught. I'm pretty sure a lot of them have. I, I don't. I don't understand how people can let themselves be controlled by a church or an organization, a religious organization, or something. I don't understand why people will give their lives to these scams and cons. But they do. All right. Um, the George Wilder Jr. Show is just about off the air. We're going to say, folks, um, it's still beautiful outside. Get out there and do something. Um, I want to say enjoy your day. Enjoy your evening. Enjoy your night. <laughs> Wherever you may find yourself listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, you enjoy it. And I hope you enjoy every radio show that I do, every podcast that I do. Uh, because there's plenty of them up there, and most of them sound very fresh, as if I had, uh, you know, uh, broadcast on that particular day that you're listening to that podcast. So, you know, um, have a great one, everybody, and make sure you tune in tomorrow. We're going to have some more great stuff. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to have another great guest. All right, bye-bye, everybody. Take it easy. Vote blue, vote blue, and vote all the time. Bye-bye. Heaven help the child who never had a home. Heaven help the girl.
Thank you. 